swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, back to Black and White Podcast. I'm Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the preview for Juve Sassuolo. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of a brief hiatus in the Canadian Rockies. I needed the uh, weekend off. It was kind of a kind of a spontaneous decision, uh, but I was able to fortunately watch the game. Uh, against At- Atalanta, I mean, it was an utter shocker. Um, not on their part. I mean, I kind of expected them to be playing really well. Um, but on our part, it was, uh, wasn't was good enough. So uh, we're back to the black and white of Juventus. And uh, again, another guest. Thanks for coming on for short notice. Um, but before we get introduce him, uh, guys, as always, uh, smash the subscribe if you can. Drop a like, comment, comment. Uh, critique question uh, below the if you're on YouTube obviously click the bell for notification to keep up to date with all of uh, the videos that come out and then again for iTunes and Spotify same thing if you follow uh, they'll pop up in your uh, in your stream or feed uh, so that you can download them whenever they come out um, but yeah without further ado uh, James obviously known as Jimmy underscore stallion on Twitter. Um, he's also been on, uh, you know, Al's podcast, as many of you know, and uh, he's from Mississauga, Canada. So welcome, James. Thanks for coming on short notice. Notice, I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. So obviously, like I said, you've been on a podcast before. So we've got into, you know, we always ask, you know, the how you became a Juve fan, but just give us a kind of a a brief uh, generational look of when. You got into Juve. You don't have to necessarily go into too much detail, but just to kind of give context of when you became a fan and uh, what drew you to the club. Uh, so what drew me to the club was uh, my nonno. Um, I really didn't get too hardcore into it until the 99-2000 season. Okay. And uh, that was when I kind of sat at the couch. That was the year where Juve blew it. <laughs> uh, we're Roma. We're Roma. One on the last weekend, and I remember sitting on the couch with my nono, and he was just so pissed off. And yeah. I said, "Well, what's our? What's your team, nono?" And he's like, "Sempre Juve." And that's <laughs> when uh, that's when the love started, and uh, it was our, our kind of bonding. Uh, a year later, we actually went to. Uh, we we're in Italy together at our at his uh, hometown in Celico Cosenza. Awesome. Calabria, 
And uh, I remember just sitting, uh, it was the preseason game. Remember they had that tournament where they would, uh, it was Milan and Inter? And yeah, they would Berlusconi Cup. That was it, yeah. yeah. So we, I remember watching in uh, this little tiny kitchen in Cosenza with my, with my nonno. And just and that, that, that team had Tacanardi, Del Piero. That was the season that we brought in Buffon. And just, uh, they won that tournament too. And uh, uh, that was a good time. Yeah, That's beautiful. That's when the love really, really, really took off then. And, and what town, sorry, did you say? Uh, it was Jellico. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like Mississauga to Toronto. Uh, the main, the main uh, city is Cosenza. Oh, okay. So you're, it's, it's pretty close to Cosenza then uh, yeah, in terms about, of... Uh, yeah, I think the 15 kilometers outside of Cosenza. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because my my nono is actually from uh, from around there. They're a little bit further away, but they're still in the the provincia there, so uh, it's still considered in in Cosenza. But uh, yeah, so no, that's great to hear. Uh, again, a lot of fam, a lot of Italians. You know, that's usually what you hear is right through your family members, either nono, uncle father uh, brothers we, we've heard so that's that's great to hear uh james i also got to give you credit too uh it just came back into my mind um you've been putting in a lot of work on uh on yourself recently and you know as a bigger guy as an italian guy uh you know i got to commend you for that and uh obviously your journey with uh with with your weight loss and you know i hope i can get on that train because i definitely need to uh eat healthier it's definitely uh, something i gotta i'm really trying to kick you know going to the gym and stuff like that but uh yeah well done man with with all with all oh, your weight you. loss um it, it's it's tough i'll tell you it really it's tough but uh, it, it is tough uh but it's uh the habit right it's just yeah. switching a few few little things and you can still eat very italian it's swap the flour with almond flour which is all right as long as yeah. you don't have that allergy and uh uh, like today, I posted a recipe. If anyone wants follows me under Jimmy underscore Salin, where I made uh, keto tiramisu today. Hit the there spot. you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no, this this culture is very. Uh, uh, it's very difficult with the you know, like you said, with with all of the baked goods and the the fried this and the the pasta, the carbs, but. Oh, you've done a hell of a job, like I said, and uh, I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on your channel. I know I kind of, I saw at the beginning of when you, when, when you first posted about it, and then uh, now, obviously, your progress now is unbelievable, but uh, just wanted to slide that in, and yeah, like I said, check out his page. He, uh, James puts uh, different recipes that are obviously uh, keto, if I know that's a big kind of... Uh, big word in the in the diet and nutrition world but uh yeah definitely check it out um i was talking to a couple other guys i was talking to a couple other guys obviously through you know dms and stuff like that and uh yeah i definitely again it's very encouraging to hear but anyway sorry james yeah so i yeah just to to, uh so i i put i put the odd stuff under uh in twitter under uh jimmy underscore stallion but i do have my own dedicated uh page on instagram that's just awesome. keto recipes and just keto tips because i know some people like you follow me for uve you follow me for pictures of my kids 
not everybody wants to see the recipes, so that one's right. just dedicated to that. And if anyone wants to take a look at that, it's uh, uh, Canadian CDN underscore uh, Canadian Keto underscore Dad. Uh, so if anyone just checks that out, uh, I, I try to I try to put a couple recipes a week and uh, a lot of uh, Italian flavor. Uh, yeah. Taking uh, taking recipes that I grew up with and put in a putting a spin on it awesome well that's great to hear and yeah guys definitely check that out uh even if let's say you are looking to your your healthy i mean from what i've seen the 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 recipes look uh quite delicious so i'm definitely gonna have to try that out um obviously let's get into the calcio uh obviously news kind of uh i want to get into something that happened before the atalanta game obviously like i said i missed the preview and post match of that so We'll have a little bit of a kind of talking points from that. There was no training before that game. Um, Sarri wanted to give the guys some rest, let them recover some more. Obviously, there's three every game. The games are going to be three to four days. I believe this one is going to be four. They play on the fifth day, so there's a little bit more time between this game and the Lazio game than usual. But um, what did you think about that? decision to you know obviously cut you think that factored into kind of the slow game that they got that 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 happened on on saturday i don't think it was so much that i think it was more his selection on the start in 11 uh a okay. few uh what caught my eye was the midfield three mm-hmm. um just the placement of having Matuidi and throwing Rabio on the right, and I think that through the 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 chemistry that we had yeah. since the since the break, uh, Rabio looked lost on the right side. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. I guess maybe a rotation was was the consideration. Um, obviously, I, because I heard Pjanic pick something up early on. Yeah, not so much the warm up, but I, I didn't hear anything. Nobody confirming it after, but that was one of the rumors that was floating around. Yeah, and yes, that's a, that's a great point as well. And but even still, to not put Ramsey, uh, I just think Matuidi's a he's almost a guy that should be thrown on when we have a lead, and you just yeah. need to like win balls and like some guy who's gonna just run till the end of the game. And I think that's kind of what he's going to be. I think what he should be resigned to is is that role. But yeah, no, it's just interesting to see that they took the. Obviously, there's been some rest before this game as well. Um, and obviously, as we get into you know some things that are coming up, Juve Lyon, um, obviously going to be played on August seventh in Torino uh, at the J Stadium, which will be. Uh, I believe around the same time as this game, probably one forty-five to for for all of us here, and uh, or three forty-five, excuse me, on the East Coast, and probably noon uh, uh, in uh, the in, on the Pacific. But uh, yeah, so we get that sorted out, and then obviously the draw comes out. Um, what did you think of that? Obviously, there's the tale of two sides. Obviously, one being the zero Champions League winners and then the rest of just the it's crazy I don't know how this even worked out um I just basically looked at it 
Uh, I didn't even watch the draw, so I don't know if it, I'm guessing it would have just been obviously your first round first, and then because anyone can play anyone now in the, in these stages. But uh, yeah, wow, what a what a what a drawing by UEFA. Man City Real Madrid is going to play the winner of Juve Lyon, and Barcelona Napoli. The winner of that will play the winner of Bayern Chelsea. So we have a lot like of big... uh, PSG may have uh, had a little bit of an little bit of money, that. yeah, li- a little bit of money thrown their way. Envelope uh, slid under the table, yeah. But even if that's the case, uh, they're going to meet a hot Atlanta team that I think Definitely. on any given any given day can compete with anybody. Yeah, it almost scares me that Atalanta will make the Champions League final and we won't. <laughs> it's a possibility. So yeah, no, it's definitely. And then obviously Atletico Leipzig on the on the other one on the other obviously quarterfinal. Um, but yeah, no, definitely uh, got to get through Lyon, and then it's gonna be could be uh, Ronaldo, well, playing his former team or Man City, depending on the team, yeah. the team who Juve thought we were possibly getting his coach, their coach, possibly even after this season because of. Something that happened to them, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, we I thought of our chances being, you know, pretty good at this stage, being the it being a wacky year, and you're not going to know who's going to be in form and who isn't, and you might be able to take advantage of Leon not being able to, you know, get rhythm. So that maybe puts us into the next round, and then. Again, depending on the draw, but now we know the draw, and uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting time. You know, could be Barca, could be Bayern Munich uh, in the the semifinal, and then a final of teams that haven't necessarily had that experience. Maybe Atletico being the the most experienced on that side, being to two finals in about the last what was it, at least four ten five. years? Yeah. yeah, four, five, six years. So. Um, they're probably the most due on on that side, uh, but yeah, like you said, Atalanta could be could be that dark horse. Um, and you know, CBS Sports acting like a fool on their yeah. debut, not even looking at the the facts and how Atalanta actually played. And I can't believe that was actually uh, put out there that uh, you know they didn't have a great they're struggling restart. and yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, is they had you know, uh, obviously Jeremy Saint Louis and uh, Thomas Rongen and the whole bunch of others. Those guys were on BN Sports, right? Uh, and they had the Serie A coverage. So I'm quite surprised. I don't know if it's a, something. Well, anything, I don't know if it's just the you know a, the the bias or just bias, like making yeah. a statement or what. But they definitely know who they are, and they definitely have had the coverage. So. There's no excuse in, in making that mistake. It always feels like, went, especially with the British commentary, it feels yeah. like there is a, a bias, whether it's in Calcio or uh, or even F1. You kind of feel a, a yeah. bias that's there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, but I mean, Jeremy St. Louis is Canadian. And then I think wrong in his Dutch, but I think he's, I think he's an American citizen. So it's not even that, but... You know, they just they do it for their audience, right? Those, yeah, those narratives have never uh, kind of have never stopped. Really, you, you hear it in every game, pretty much about 
some fact about 50, 60 years ago that doesn't mean anything um, just to, to make us look bad or, you know, a loss that happened whenever. But anyways, um, some more like kind of facts, news, if you want to call it that. Obviously, Ronaldo's on a tear. Um, possibly could hit the uh, the most uh, Serie A goals in one season for a Juventus player. Um, that would be 32, so he's four away from that, from uh, Felice Borel, which was in 1934, so quite a long time ago. And then obviously overall 35, Erzer in 1926, um, and he's got 32 in all competitions, uh, including the Cups. So he's close there as well, so definitely could be a record-setting year for Ronaldo in terms of goals. Demiral is back in training, um, and I think I'm Great happy to hear up. that. Yeah, I mean, you know, as long, we want to get you know Kilini and Demiral back because we need you know all the all the reinforcement we can get. I mean, hasn't been a great showing, obviously in the Milan game, allowing four goals, and then even now allowing the two goals from uh, Atalanta and. You know, a lot of people were saying, well, is it just Delict being out of the lineup and does he make that big of a difference? And I think he does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But I just think uh, in general, I think we've been ne- we've had some nagging issues that we haven't really taken care of. And we've had the fortune of playing teams that, you know, obviously in some games they were down to 10 men or they were just sitting back five deep and narrow and allowing us to do whatever we wanted. And obviously we have enough quality that, if a team's going to do that, we're going to be able to beat them, and we should be able to beat them. But you know, there—it's funny. There was uh, there was some talk on Twitter and some back and forth about you know UV playing, winning four dominant games, and looking historically how certain teams play us. And I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to look at those games. And I didn't really see a—I saw some dominance, but I also saw some areas that if a team played a different way they could really take advantage of what we were lacking. You know, you look at the games against Napoli and and Milan and the Copa, and those games that we were lacking some desire there. So I think that was kind of exploited again. Uh, Again, we've fallen asleep, and that's kind of a recurring thing since Allegri. Um, And just, you know, falling asleep on in a certain scenario where, you know, you should just see out the game. So... That was definitely unfortunate. Um, obviously, talk about disappointments. Uh, Gazzetta put out five players that, uh, sorry, six players with um, have an average rating, you know, below six. And you look at a Bernardeschi, Danilo, Alexandro, Matuidi, and Rabio, and obviously Ramsey had about six. So you know, obviously. I always say with these ratings, I don't know what they're really looking at. You look at sometimes when they determine man of the match and stuff like that, and it it's all based off of if someone scored or not. And really, you almost don't know if they're if they're actually watching the games or they're just looking at the result and the st- statistics basically, and and then formulating a number. But uh, to me, yeah, I mean, a lot of those yeah. players have had underwhelming seasons, but I mean, Alexandro, I think. He's probably been the best left back. He's a he's been a victim of his own success from prior. So yeah, when exactly. you're judging him at what at where he was, you know, yeah. he would be under a six rating. But 
against any other left back in Serie A. He, sh- he should yeah. be above that. Uh, Matuidi, you know, has a box to box midfielder to get the ball, do all the running positionally. Yeah. He's there. It's just his touch is terrible, and that that takes away his rating. Ramsey yeah. hasn't gotten consistent playing time. Yeah. Um, Rabiel. He's looked good since the restart, and uh, Bernadeschi, you know, I think he's been a victim of his versatility. He never yeah. had a good run in the same position, uh, but since the restart he has, and he's looked better as well. Yeah. Uh, the person shockling wasn't on the list was Dicilio. <laughs> I think it's an NA that not, not enough games played yeah. <laughs> to develop a rating. <laughs> But uh, no, it was weird. actually funny thing. Uh, before I, I I went on holidays, um, I was watching the uh, I'd saved the Italy versus Spain uh, Euro 2016 game that uh, we won two nil. And um, I swear, man, you watched that game and class. De Chilio was like on point in that game. You just I just thought to myself, I'm like, where the hell is this guy? And uh, Jacarini looked good there too. Oh, I know it, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable the the performance yeah. in that game. But uh, oh, just funny, uh, funny to see that. Um, obviously, some ru- rumor mill um, Zapata now. Obviously, everyone who does damage to us seems to be linked there there thereafter. So um, obviously, we've been in the the links with obviously Jacko and Milik and. Uh, a whole bunch of. We also uh, were linked to their uh, their left left back, back as well. Exactly. Uh, name escapes me right now, but he would be an excellent pickup. Uh, yeah, Golsons. Go- I can't remember his yeah. first name, but yeah. uh, definitely Golsons. He would is actually his... be a, a better pickup positionally than I think Zapata, uh, because of the Dybala. What yeah. do you do with Dybala if you go get that big center forward? Well, and are you are you is he going to be okay with being reserved to the bench or you know that and that's that's the that's the case um, because I don't see DiBala coming out of that position and if I do then we get into a whole situation like last year and I don't want to think about that so <laughs> yeah, uh, I think right now you have to play the false nine with DiBala yeah um, get yourself that backup center forward. As your option off the bench, right? Uh, but if you do get that star center forward, then you're changing your formation to a triquista, and you have to drop the ball back. So that's, I think, that's part of uh, what Paradis has to think about for the future of how they're going to line this team up. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, left wing back. I think, I think, yeah, it would be a good pickup. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different system, but. I mean, I think he's a great player now. That that that's when you have to look at. Okay, well, then what do you do, right? We have Pellegrini obviously still in in the squad, and I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be playing for us um, at all. I think we're going to use him for a plus Valenza probably next year. Um, mm-hmm. Around the same time, you'll probably see him go somewhere, um, or Cagliari uh, will probably you know buy him out if. Because it seems like there's been a good relationship uh, with player and club, so 
But so again, as a backup or kind of a competition with with Alexandro, I don't think you can get rid of Alexandro. I think he's too good defensively to cough up someone like that. And I've always said that it's too diff- it's it's really difficult finding really good wing backs. Um, and you know, if we do go after him, how much is that going to cost us? Uh, Atalanta's going to want to make a, a, a decent sum uh, on him, but. Uh, We'll have to wait and see with that. Obviously, still a lot to be played, but you know, I think a good option. I'm kind of looking more for the right, the right wing, the right back. Excuse me. Uh, I think that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. asap uh, with Cuadrado. I think is just not is not up to snuff. Obviously, he's not going to be in this game because he's suspended. So Danilo will slide in there. Um, but uh, yeah, no. And I don't think I think Danilo's a pretty will be a pretty good backup, or, or he can be a pretty good backup uh, sub. But um, we definitely need a starter who's solid offensively and solid defensively, because there's just way too many slip ups, um, and we don't really run and gun, score four or five goals in a game. So you can't like I hear all this discussion about well. We would rather give up the uh, the defensive side, but you know we're not scoring mm-hmm. six goals a game to be okay with letting in two. Uh, so that's my only problem with that mentality, and it makes sense. Like I, I see where a lot of people are coming from with that, but to me, it, it comes down to I think we're going to be more of a balanced approach than anything uh, because it's it's not feasible especially with the midfield we have now. But obviously, depending on how Artur pans out and whatever else happens in the market. But uh, yeah, that's definitely something to look forward to. There's been a lot of talk, obviously, with penalties, with handballs. Um, Obviously, Juve's second uh, most sanctioned in that department. So I don't get where all these cries for bloody murder are. I mean, my position is kind of straightforward on it. I think the rule needs to be looked at again uh we followed the english and i don't think that was the right decision i think it was more of a fee like the english kind of established what the the change is going to be obviously fifa accepted it, and then i think the the rest of the the leagues kind of conformed but it shouldn't be this difficult it really shouldn't be i mean i don't think atalanta should have got penalized on both of those, uh, I think they were very hard done. I think we are very hard done on a lot of other decisions throughout the year, um, not just obviously the restart. Obviously, the Milan game comes to mind, but no, I, I think uh, I think that needs to be really looked at. It's it's quite embarrassing to be honest when you have now VAR at your disposal and you're still not getting things right and. You know, what it's going to come down to, you look at the the one play by Dybala, which, I mean, it's a smart player, right? Because the rule is the rule. You know, you kick the ball and it hits the guy's arm. I mean, is that going to be the new normal now? You're going to be just looking, hey, is the guy there? Bang, chip a ball in just to try it. And, you know, hey, if it, if it hits him, there you go. You, 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 you might get a penalty out of it. So, because if his arm is out and if he's running back, right, so... I don't know. What do you what do you what do you think, James? Yeah, I, so I think they were hard 
Like we've been hard done all year, so oh yeah. The two fact, the two facts that those were penalties. It's been a consistent penalty all year across yeah. City. Yeah. So that that's not debatable. What's no. debatable is 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 the Italian interpretation of the rule. City has interpretation of the rule too harsh. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think if it hits another body part before it hits the hand. Yeah. It shouldn't be, and that's what happened with the uh, with the licks two games ago. Yep. That one was not that one was not a penalty, and then the fallout no. of that is there was a penalty plus a yellow card after the fact. Yeah, uh, if you want to give the penalty, that's fine. But if it's not in an intentional handball, it shouldn't be getting the yellow. So that it was a double whammy on that one. Yeah, um, I think the other one is if your body is kept in, if your arms are tucked in, and it just happens to hit your arm. No, you're not no beef. making yeah. your body bigger, but if you're for the first uh, for the first one, he kind of turned his body and twisted his body, and his elbow came up a bit. That yeah. one's debatable because you are making your body built bigger. But if it if you're just standing there and it hits uh, the bottom of your arm, then you're not making your body built. You're just kind of standing there. You got your hands there, so it, it's. It's also dependent on the referee. Right. I mean, a referee today might find it fine. A referee tomorrow might not. And I think the other part of it as well is without the crowd there, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A crowd will, I mean, I can't see them calling that <laughs> in, a, in a Juventus stadium that's full of people. They, they'll, they'll change their mind and say no, right? So, yeah, it's a big, uh, a big impact not having the crowd there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is, and I agree with you. I think there is definitely an influence, but I think it just, you know, I look at even penalties in general, right? And I don't know, maybe it's a North American thing, maybe it's because I played hockey, I don't know. But if you got, if you got to be really, it's got to be really egregious to be given stuff like that. You know, I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of people say, oh well, penalties are not a given, and this that, and the other thing. But I mean, you know, it's pretty much become a layup. For the for the most part, and to give that big of an opportunity to a team, you know, off of something like even I agree with you 100. percent It is debatable, you know. Did he re- could he have tucked it further? I mean, but his arm, his hands, and his arm were I would say pretty close to his body. I mean, to me, that's nothing egregious. I could understand if his arm was flat out, you know, straight out of away from his body. That's fine, but. No, I think we need to, you know, relax on this, like, very, you know, simple and, like, little touches here and there. And that's what I always gave shit about the English League and and La Liga because it just seemed like they would always complain about, you know, touches being like, oh, yeah, anyone grabbing in the box. And it's like, well, this is a contact sport. You know, like, what, what do you expect? in the box you're not gonna let the guy go you know play patty cake in the box you know this is uh this is contact and and like every little tap there's been instances here and there against uv for uv against other teams for other teams you know one recently calejon i mean a couple years ago i think it was you know he got like tapped on the shoulder and he just drops in the box and it's like oh well he touched him it's like well yeah, but there's, you can obviously see that there's, there was no impact. But uh, so I mean, me personally, like I've, I kind of kept constant. I think it's, 
it's got to be, and even in the handball case, it's got to be egregious. Um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely something that's going to be talked about. It's still going to be talked about because I know there's probably going to be more instances of that in the future. So let's see what happens. Um, uh, and it seems like every game now, uh, there, there's a talking point. Um, obviously, on this day, 2015, Dybala signed for Juve. Uh, tomorrow, he's going to play his 224th game. Obviously, tying uh, Platini. Uh, obviously, we're still looking for this contract extension. Uh, it's rumored to be 20 to till 2025, obviously 10 mil a year. And uh, they're saying he's going to become a front man of the club. But I'll believe it when I see it. When I see this contract, uh, it seems like it's taken probably over a year and a half now. Um, but yeah, yeah from it's weird. What I suspect a lot of it has to do is uh, a few years ago, he changed his agent to his brother. And I think uh, he signed away his image rights. Right. And there's a third party who owns his image rights. And something similar happened to Tevez as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and and because they have the, the, this third party has that right, it, it makes it hard to do certain agreements. Right. So I think they've pr- pretty much agreed to the terms. It's they're waiting for this third party uh, agreement to expire. So that's what I think is probably happening, or they have to pay out this third party somehow. Uh, and that's pretty much the only reason why he didn't end up going to Spurs this summer. Yeah. Or the last summer. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hope we for that. Fortunate, we're yeah. fortunate for that with the exactly. season he's having. Exactly. Um, also, they're kind of looking at opening stadiums to a small percentage again. Probably the last two games. We'll have to, again, continue monitoring the situation. Uh, obviously. The numbers got to be right, and uh, they got to do it right. You don't want something to, you don't want any outbreaks or anything restarting uh, and causing more problems where, you know, other stuff gets canceled and maybe Champions League goals or whatever. So let's just do it right. If it ha- if it's the right timing, I'm okay with it. But let's see what happens. Iguain obviously wants to stay at the club for a year, sounding like Sadi doesn't mind. Obviously, I think they're gonna try and sell him. But uh, obviously, lighten the cost. His contract's pretty big, obviously, and you know, rejuvenate the team, get get younger. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Pjanic is looking to play. Uh, good chances for Ramsey as well. Bonucci, obviously, he's got a little bit of an ailment with his foot, so it's going to be a game time decision. I've heard. Rugani has been. <laughs> Slated to go back and go back can into G, the fire. Can Gigi play center back? Yeah, <laughs> or at least throw Kilini in there or something, right? But uh, no, I mean, hey, this We're is more. Sun. This is more time than uh, I think even Allegri gave Rugani to play. So, I mean, who knows? Let's let's yeah. see what happens. He had a good sixty minutes. I'll I'll give him I'll give him the. I mean, I think in general. Well, that Milan It'll be was interesting uh... to see how he plays with with the licked. Uh, yeah, I think the worst pairing. I saw some statistic that came out. The worst center back pairing that we've had in the last five years as is uh, Rugani and Bonucci. Uh, they they just they have no chemistry together. I think both of them are are soft. They're yeah. they're not that hard nosed tackler, uh, and it, it show on. Uh, 
Uh, Cassie's go at Schuld as yep. they, he walked right through both of them. Also, some things we have to worry about. Um, Bentancourt, Bernardeschi, and Rabiot, if booked, will miss the game against Lazio. So hopefully some cooler heads uh, prevail. Um, and no Kerr is the one that scares me of the three there. Exactly. So he, he definitely. get one. I mean, I would almost rest them, to be honest. I, don't re- I really don't want him to miss that game. And I don't know. I don't trust our player. Like, you look at the past few games, and obviously the delict one was an exception. Um, Dybala's foul there that cost him the game against, uh, or the foul previously that cost him the game uh, was kind of ridiculous. A dive, right? The simulation, I think. Yeah. Gave it I, yeah, so. I thought it was really, it was a really weak call, um, especially for a yellow card uh, that late. Um, obviously, some games have been finalized. Obviously, Samp Juve uh, on the Sunday of uh, is that correct? July twenty sixth, nine forty five local time, and then Cagliari Juve uh, on the Wednesday, the 29th of July at nine forty five. So those games have been put in. Obviously, they were kind of floating around. Uh, originally so those are kind of finalized as we get towards the end of the season obviously another thing another change with the club if you haven't heard Marco Re has left the club who was the CFO Stefano Bertola has been the uh, I believe like a right hand man almost and he's been going to a lot of the ECA meetings with Agnelli so he's going to be stepping in to take over the the CFO role Um, I don't know if there was something that had gone down, but uh, we'll wait and see um, if any other changes will happen. And then this is kind of what I alluded to um, earlier. And uh, a certain club, uh, Manchester City, gets away with bloody murder again. Um, and I don't know. This is just becoming a farce at this point. Um, the court of arbitration of sport has just become the get-out-of-jail card, as I call it, for the... Uh, the big clubs, you look at it, Real, Barcelona, I believe PSG, and I think that's the only really team that has made, they've all got their sentences reduced. There was a little bit of a, not a scandal, but uh, underage signing, uh, rule breaking that had happened a couple of years ago, those sentences reduced. Atleticos though, they kept theirs for whatever reason, you look at Milan, the, the sanctions there, and I'm Both not going to defend them. Yep. Um, yep. Merida as well has, has faced the uh, FFP uh, guidelines. Uh, and I think Roma too. Yep, exactly. So it's just getting ridiculous. Um, you know, I think it would have been a perfect justification to say, you know what, no, you guys have taken advantage. You guys have cooked the books. And this is the problem. I, I mean, I talked about this with Anto um, UV Club FC, as as I as a lot of you might know him, um, but we talked about it. And I said I don't trust UEFA, and I don't trust this this uh, you know second uh, judiciary board to get the job done. And like I said, they've they've proved me right. Um, a lot of people are saying no, there's no way they'll probably get one year or whatever. I I don't see it. I I think it's like I said. I don't know who's paying. I don't know how much money's going on the table. I'd really like to know. I'd probably uh, want to become a part of that, you know, committee. You know, I, I, I could use some of that money right now. But, 
yeah, let me know, guys. Uh, I'm I'm ready for hire because apparently it's available. So, no, you're ridiculous, James. What do you think, man? And yeah, especially thought... especially how strict they are with the small clubs. You know, they don't want these clubs to go bankrupt, and and I get that, and so I get why they are so strict. But then to not uphold it on the other end is just you know ridiculous. But go ahead. Yeah. So in the case with with City, it's basically they're not worried that the city will ever go bankrupt. Yeah. What it is is basically city is because their sponsor is their owner on a similar situation with us. They uh, are able to inflate the value of their sponsorship deal, which helps them balance the books right. uh, for their player wages. Well, and they can uh, bring so they, in money, right? I believe yeah, that's they, so th- they can inject as much money as they need, as long as it it's you know a cap, uh, you know as long as it's co- basically coming from the the owner to the club, correct? Yeah. So they um, with them doing that and completely always basically inflating the value of that sponsorship, it 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 doesn't do like I think it's three years you can't have a negative uh, balance yep. sheet. And because of that, because of that, they keep saying, "Well, oh, oh, we've spent more money this year. Well, oh, our our sponsorship just Write went a new up. check. Yeah, uh, unbelievably the same amount as this new guy we just bought, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, they do it. PSG is doing the same scheme. Yeah. Uh, Juve's been accused of it, but as you can see from the value of our books, uh, the Jeep sponsorship isn't. Uh, isn't yeah. as inflated as what they're doing. Which I'm I sure was it's shocked. inflated a little bit, but it's not as inflated. <laughs> I was shocked on that one. I was like, fuck, write it, write it up. Like, I don't know what the, uh, if that's what we're going to do, you know, write it up. Write it up. Instead and I don't know. Jeep, put Ferrari on it or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, it's just going to, I did it not essentially have to do with them also having some accounting malpractice as well? It wasn't just the fact that it was inflating. I thought, if I'm not correct, maybe uh, I'm making this up, but uh, it's, pos- it's possible. I, I I would have to yeah closer at it. I think because you can change the way you amortize. You can change if yeah. you're doing it within the same cycle. It it, it creates a lot of um, yeah. Basically, you can't compare it to prior years if you magically change of how of how you're measuring. So, you're right. uh, if they're doing that with the amortization, uh, most teams typically will amortize evenly across. Right. Uh, so, if they did that and said, "Okay, well, last year we amortized this person flat across four years, but this year instead of doing it that way, we're taking all his amortization and doing it as a eighty." 60 20 kind of breakdown yeah. then that would that would inflate the books as well right right no that's good to, uh, that's great actually information from you as well um yeah no i mean it's just getting ridiculous and then the only thing that i'm worried about is juve could get into a situation or could have got into a situation of you know let's say covid doesn't happen and uh we get knocked out of the champions league by leon we're looking at a at a very steep hill. And I, I think there would have actually been a lot of, tra- like we might've have had to have got rid of some big names. Um, mm-hmm. 
because we had no choice. Uh, not just because of this, you know, if you want to call it uh, plus valenza fixing or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I think there was definitely some big uh, hurdles that UV would have had to have got over. But um, so, and we're on our second year being in the negative. So this year they were talking 150 million. We were in the hole. Uh, net uh, was the rumor. And we're already at 50 in the hole just for the year at Christmas. And that was official, obviously, of the half-year financial statement. But, uh, yeah, thankfully we won't have to worry about that. We've made quite a few sales, and I, I think they've balanced it in June. Um, mm-hmm. So we won't have to worry about that. But definitely something, you know, to worry about Magical in the future. accounting deal with Pjanic and Arthur. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. It's just amazing how they uh, pulled that off. <laughs> And it, it goes to show how bad shape Barcelona is actually is financially to let yeah. a younger player like that switch. So uh, apparently they're they're interested in Bernadeschi too. So take them. Be able to pull something else off. <laughs> take them. So when did we get them? Two years ago. Yes. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or I think so. I think we. Yeah, so we would have got them for about four. I think it was forty million. So if they evenly did that across the length of his contract, selling him at thirty million is a plus valenza for us. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, I just I think we're we got too many right wingers, especially with Kulusevski uh, on the books as well, and I think that's just gonna have to magically. It's looking uh, like a steal and a half right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think let's, uh, hit. Both Bernardeschi and Costa, and I, I, I said it on the, on Al's podcast uh, the last time I was on. I, if you're given the choice of selling one or the other, I think it's Costa, and the reason for that is we've had him longer. We would have amortized right. his contract longer, and more importantly, the English teams want him, right. and the English teams tend to overpay. So we would get a really good uh, profit, and then maybe we can use that to invest in the right back. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Um, obviously, let's get into the Scudetto race. Um, I still think there's a lot of room. You look at uh, Atalanta today winning 6-2 against Brescia. So they're up to 7 points. Um, 70 points, excuse me. And 6 points back of Juve now, obviously with one game played extra. But you look at Juve, obviously we play Sa- Sassuolo, uh, Lazio, Udinese, Sampdoria, Cagliari, and Roma. Inter has Spal, Roma, Fiorentina, Genoa, Napoli, and Atalanta. So I would say probably the toughest remaining games. Uh, Lazio has Udinese, obviously us on the 20th. Cagliari, Hellas, Brescia, and Napoli. And Atalanta has obviously playing Brescia today, Hellas, Bologna, AC Milan, Parma, and Merda for the last game of the season, which is quite crazy, the, the scenario that they've cooked up uh, for the last game of the season and how it's going to work out. Um, but, yeah, definitely I think Atalanta has the, the, I would say, the easier of the of the four. Um Obviously, Milan is picking up their picking up steam, um, playing a little a lot better. Um, but I think definitely it's in our obviously it's in our hands. I think I think it's still okay that if we match Lazio's results, uh, 
and we win against Lazio, uh, I think it would only take a win against uh, Udinese to clinch the title. I'm not sure if that still stands. I believe it does because we've really we haven't we haven't not matched Lazio's result at the time when I calculated that. So um, I think we're in a good we're in a good position uh, there. But yeah. uh, what do you think? Open? Not open? Closed? So we should get the three points against Sassuolo and the Lazio game based off of the form. If we beat them, that's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mathematically it's not, but I, I think psychologically it would be. O- I think it's already over psychologically. Something, yeah. something fell off at Lazio, um, and now it's just a matter of we're our own worst enemy. Uh, yeah, we should have that. We should have already ended this with the win against Milan. Yeah, uh, but same thing happened last year. We seem to to switch off as we're getting close. Uh, so hopefully I read a, a, a report that uh, Ronaldo is basically pumping the team. Yes. Uh, let's let's end this early and then get prepared for Champions League. Right. Uh, so if that's the case and he's he's doing he's doing that motivation, hopefully the the other guys are buying in and they end it yeah. early. We can get some uh, rotation in towards the end. Maybe get some Primavera players some action. And yep. get into champions healthy. I think the other part is Ronaldo wants to break the record. Yeah, um, he's gonna bring uh, and a few more handballs in the box. You know, yeah, exactly. Get those those easy penalties, but uh, they're not easy to. You, you have to commend him oh, for stepping up there. His his hit rate is is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and I don't think any goalie could stop some of those rockets that he's firing in there. I'd have to agree with that, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, th- this is the crucial games. Um, the only way this reopens is if we don't close it in the next two games. Uh, that's the only way this is going to get interesting. Because and we it have won't the. Be Lazio. Yeah, it will exactly. Be yeah, exactly. Because you look at it, we have Udinese, Sam, Cagliari. I think those are all easy games to get points. So it's just a matter of time at that point if we. Go WW and then whatever till the end. Um, so do you think the final the final four is gonna be Juve, Atlanta, Inter, Lazio? Yeah, that see that's crazy. I mean, because you look at it and again, like I said, if let's say something goes wrong in these next two games, Atalanta has Hellas Verona and Bologna next. So Obviously, they've won now. They're they're at six minus six. If something were to go wrong, as say a loss in the next two games, they're minus three, and then it becomes like I said more interesting. I think yeah, I think Atalanta is gonna roll up this. And I and I told uh, I, I talked about this with uh, with Juvecesco uh, at the at the season preview or the restart preview. Whatever team gets on the roll is going to just... I think there's going to be a team, and they have them... They're playing that style, and they're playing cohesive, and they're playing as a team, and I think they're... I wouldn't be surprised if they won the next six games, to be totally honest. Um, So, yeah, I could definitely see Atalanta going second. 
Again, Lazio, it just depends on what they... Obviously, they have some winnable games as well. They play Brescia, they play Cagliari, and they play Hellas Verona as well. Udinese, obviously, I believe on, I want to say Thursday or Friday. Probably Thursday. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's in their hands, right? If they... Uh, it seems like they're in a little bit of a rough patch. But, again, a game against Juve could prove to, to be motivational for them, so... Again, we can't we can't slow down, and tomorrow we can't slow down as well because uh, just looking into the facts, they've won four in a row. Um, obviously, they didn't have a, necess- a Sassuolo, didn't have a necessarily impressive restart. They obviously lost to a great Atalanta team, and then two draws against Merda and uh, Hellas Verona. But like I said, four in a row, uh, and they beat Lazio last, so they are on a hell of a run. Uh, we can't take this team for granted. Obviously, they sit in eighth place, 46 points. Obviously, we're on 76 in first. The game is going to be played at the Mapai Stadium on July 15th, which is tomorrow. Um, obviously, Ronaldo, eight, 28 goals, top goal scorer for us. Chicho Caputo, 16 goals for Sassuolo. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of talent. Berardi is, is doing well. Boga, another young guy that we're obviously linked to, uh, doing well. Locatelli looks like a, a different player in his uh, more of a holding role now. Uh, but like I mentioned before, Quadrado is going to be suspended. Obviously, Bonucci game time decision. Uh, just looking at the, the games, uh, last four games between us, Juve dominance pretty much drew in, uh, in uh, December of 2019. Uh, but uh, four uh, or three wins before that. And we've pretty much dominated the series between them. Um, Sadi said a couple things. Obviously, they're like in Atalanta. They have a quality team and coach, and uh, they can make it tough for us. So we can't. This could be a banana peel. I mean, uh, we can't make that happen. I mean, because then you, you really make it interesting. And um, we haven't really had to face that. I mean, we've gotten to some tricky points, but... There's been usually a lot of there's been a lot of gap, uh, barring the first season, uh, towards the end of the season that it was just it's done. So definitely don't want to have to deal with that. Um, and like you said, you want to be fresh for the uh, for the uh, game against or the Champions League games, and you don't want any injuries. Obviously for us, it's going to be the typical four three three. Again, Rugani's being slotted in as the uh, Center back. We'll see what happens uh, at game time tomorrow. Obviously, Cuadrado's out, so you're going to get Alexandro in, I believe, at left back. Um, and obviously, Danilo will go to his, his preferred right back Central position. Right. Yep. Uh, obviously, Dybala will be up top. And I'm thinking there was kind of a little bit of a rumor that Iguain was going to slot in there. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. Um, Jenny, uh, do you have any, uh, obviously, or before I get into that, 4 2 Three one, obviously Sassuolo, uh, just kind of the, the their lineup as they set up. Obviously, Consigli in goal, Rogerio left back. He's going to be a game time decision as well, from what I've read. Uh, he's got a head injury, I believe. Um, not sure if it's a concussion or not, but anyways, he'll be the left back if everything goes well. Ferrari, Chiriches, Mulder on the right back. Locatelli, Burabia as the CDMs. Boga, Juricic. And Berardi as your uh, left attacking mid and right mid. And obviously Chicho Kabuto up top as your lone striker. Um, 
Do you have anything kind of like what what were some of the you know a few words of about the last game? What did you notice? What didn't you like? I don't think I really got your opinion on that. So yeah, uh, so I mentioned the I didn't like our our start in midfield last, uh, at the start. Right. Uh, so having Pjanic slide back with um, uh, with Rabio in his natural slot at, at, on the left should be a good uh, good start. Uh, Bentacur, I think what I'm hoping is let Bentacur play, give him the 60 minutes, take him off early, and yeah. then put Ramsey put Ramsey in, uh, and that's to protect us for the yellow card against Lazio. I I don't see Ramsey starting. I I put Ramsey and Costa in the same category. Right. They don't have the legs to play a whole game, and they're more effective coming off the bench right now. Right. Um, Bernadeschi is going to do his function. He he comes in. He does a lot of running at the start. He does a yeah. lot of that press that creates opportunities for Dabal and Ronaldo. So hopefully he can do get that press in there. Um, I'm not a f- I'm not a fan of Berardi. I think he was one of these guys that uh, overhyped people. Were <laughs> over yeah, exactly. He was overhyped. He's got a temper. Uh, I think he's only played against Juve. Maybe two, three times in the last. Yeah, the exa- swallow's exactly. Been up. He's <laughs> always had like card issues or injuries or something. Well, so he's always linked, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he does something stupid and gets like a red early in the game. It it just seems to happen with him. Yeah, just pull out before the before the match starts. Yeah, no, no. It's funny because yeah, we were always linked with him, and uh, obviously we when the co ownership deals were still a thing, obviously. We did co-own him. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely, what is it? Yeah, maybe even second, third game like, playing the playing Juve. But, um, yeah, no, I think, he, I think he's definitely a good player. I, I just think he's more of a, I think like Bernadeschi, like a lot of these players, they fit these squads with less pressure and they can just go out there and be themselves and, I think that's what we're noticing. There's a lot of players that are big game players and that there's a lot that, that aren't. And um, I do agree that, you know, when, when you're playing Bernardeschi at, you know, Trecortista or Mezzala or wherever, I just, I don't think it suits a player that normally was the best in the right wing position. And then we have a log jam of who we want to play. And obviously we did have a different formation into the beginning of last se- or beginning of this season, excuse me, we're heavily using the four-two-three-one, right? So really, there was no room necessarily to play him. Um, obviously, now it's it's worked because of uh, you know the injuries we had and you know changing up. But I, I definitely think to move him on. But I think you know he's done he's done a pretty good job. Uh, I'd like to be I like for him to be a little bit more clinical. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely make some good runs. And, uh, I think it tomorrow, tomorrow it's going to be, you know, hopefully a clinical Juve, hopefully a team that comes out and atones for what they didn't do in, in, in the, the past two games and really just put the pressure on and, uh, you know, keep the intensity. Uh, the last two games, there's been a heavy drop in intensity and pressure and, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just the legs went out 
like uh, Sari said, they had a blackout moment in 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 the Milan game, but um, I just think there needs to be uh, this game. They need to come out and send a message in this game, um, and you know, press, put in some goals. I think it's going to be. I'm going three nil. That's my prediction, guys. Two goals from DiBala, and uh, I think Bentancur will get one early, and then probably say goodbye, like you said, around halftime or 50 minutes, 60 minutes. Just get the legs in. Be prepared for next game, but don't do anything uh, stupid. But it's definitely gonna be tough because I believe they're they're gonna play. They're gonna press. They're gonna they're gonna attack. They're gonna take their chances, and uh, they're definitely not afraid. Like I said, they just beat the uh, the second place team uh, three days ago, four days ago, um, and I don't think they're gonna be worried about us. But I think we have the necessary quality to uh you know go through and and have no problem winning this game what do you kind of think of the keys to the match and give us your prediction uh james yeah so i'm gonna go with the three one okay uh, i'm gonna go a little bit opposite the ball is gonna get our opener and okay. ronaldo brace uh i think rogani is gonna blow something and uh <laughs> kinda, that'll be the one goal Okay, uh, but it will be it'll be late when it it's meaningless it type of situation. Yeah, so it will be another blackout. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. It'll be tight. I think the first half will probably come out nil nil, and then yeah. we'll uh, we'll see Dybala start of the second half pop one, open up some space for Ronaldo. He'll get a second one. He'll get the second, and then we'll probably see. Some handball. sort of handball in the box, <laughs> and he'll step up and uh, and add to his tally, and then point to Immobile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's true because he would tie, right? He is two back, I believe. It's two, check. I think. Yeah. Let me just check so for accuracy. Um, but yeah, no, definitely agree. Uh, no, one back actually. He's one, one back. back. Yeah. So, so he would he would take the lead. Yeah, he would take. <laughs> Um, obviously, Rafa can ask that question. Obviously, what do you expect after the two disappointing games? Uh, you know, again, like I said, I, th- I think we need to see a statement. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, doubt in my mind that if we don't, uh, again, it's going to be interesting. You, you, you allow these teams to come back in, then we go into the unknown waters. Um, because, like I said, I don't remember. I can't think of anything that comes to mind where we've really had a close run-in, like where it's gone down to the last, let's say, three games, four games. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, so it was the first year under Conte. But bar, yeah, barring that one. That one, and then two, two, Sarri's last. Was last it Napoli? With, with Napoli. I think it went to the third game. Because Napoli was beat us. Then they lost. Remember, they lost in the hotel room after. Yeah. And for some for some reason, I thought that one was like five or even it was still five or six out. Um, but think, no, maybe I think maybe it was only three out. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So there was that one. Um, but even that, yeah, I guess yeah. The funny how that one turned around. Um, but it was only the two teams. So really, uh, when the one dropped out, when Napoli dropped out, there was really nothing to worry about. So uh, now again. 
There's te- there's three teams in striking distance. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of them that play each other, right? So it's not like uh, there's bumps in the road for one team's got to come out of that pack. But there definitely is an Atalanta team that could come out of that pack. So that's what scares me because um, we've taken, obviously, that game out of our hands, not winning that one. Um, with those extra two points, you could almost say that this game could be, you know, the clincher because you're up at 79. Um, and that puts a lot more room to, uh, to move uh, as well as, you know, then you get, you, you, you pray that you beat at, uh, you beat Sassuolo and obviously that puts you over 80 points and, that's pretty tough at that point, um, especially for those teams. Um, but let's see what happens, guys. It's going to be interesting. Uh, let's let's pull this one out, though. But obviously, Jovic as, as from Real Madrid has also been in the rumors. I don't know. I think they're just throw, they're throwing these center forwards. They're throwing out, obviously, even Boga, Locatelli as possible signings. Thank you, guys, Rafa, Felix, for the questions. But uh, what do you think about Boga or Locatelli? Do you think he fits, or do you think Locatelli fits, you know, that Jorginho role that obviously it's been talked about quite a bit? I think with our midfield too, you have to also remember not just the, not only do we need the starting three, we also need the four or five. Yeah. As the back, as the backups. Kadera um, is not going to be here next year as much as people, but we keep saying that every year. <laughs> Oh no, he'll be here. He's got that money's as long as that contract says he can be there and there's six million he's getting, he will be here. I can promise you that, James. Yeah, I I, I, did, I, well, I don't think he'll ever play though. He'll probably no. won't see the field. Yeah. So we, we need we need no, bodies no, no, yeah. that are there. Uh so whether he comes in as a starter is one thing, or if he comes in as a as a is that that midfield sub, the first sub coming off the bench? It, it's an important role, right? And uh, I think he can fill that role, and the odd occasional start uh, as uh, uh, as part of a rotation. But other than that, I don't think he'll be your main stay. Uh, I think it's going to be Arthur with Pentacur uh, and and Rabio as our our main three. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if he's the caliber. Um, that's kind of the thing that I question is the caliber of players. And we've kind of run into this a lot with, you know, the Bernardeskis and uh, even talks of Chiesa. And, you know, like you said, Berardi. It's always talk about, you know, whether, you know, it's it's nice that they're playing and performing well at, at their club, respective clubs now or at the, those times. But I think it's really tough to judge, uh, you know, how they translate into a different system, more pressure, bigger club, bigger games, more games. Um, and I just, I think it's, it's really tough, uh, especially with, you know, having a lot of guys that haven't been proven, you know, that haven't proven themselves. And, you know, it's kind of cost us in a sense. Uh, a lot of the finances... Uh, you know, you look at the, the money that we've had to spend and, you know, how much money we, the, these players are getting paid. And it's almost hindered us by, you know, buying a lot of wingers and buying uh, not necessarily the, the right central midfielders. Um, so 
I don't know. I th- I think I think he's doing well Part as a that, player. Give him a couple seasons and and then make that decision and spend a little bit more if that's the case, if he's the right guy. I th- I think what with where we got stuck with all the wingers was uh, that year where Allegri went with the the four two three one. Yeah. At the time, we had nobody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mandzukic was playing left wing, and uh, who who did they have on the right there? Was it Costa? I, think, I don't think they, I think they used Cuadrado, no? I think they used Cuadrado. Yeah, it was Cuadrado. Yeah. So they went out, and they signed all these wingers to fit that system, and then yeah. for whatever reason... And we started getting one injured. One more year... Yeah, I think there was one more year, and then Ronaldo came. And then when Ronaldo came, you know, it Goodbye, blew the whole system up. Yeah, by left wing position. And yeah, that's what that's the thing I I I see is that that's the hindrance right there. Is you're gonna get well, obviously you're gonna have to put him on uh, all the time, and losing that one side of the field, you know, limits you when you have three wingers. Uh, and another guy coming in, and then obviously, so it's been okay because we've needed, a, let's say, a right back, right? You know, we've we've needed someone to fill in the right back position, but um, yeah, I think that needs to be sorted out. Like you said, I think Douglas Costa, that's fine. If if that's what's going to give us the money, I I don't mind seeing him go, um, but definitely that needs to be blown up. It, there's no questions. In my mind, uh, some guys got to go, and then obviously fit and fill the needs that we everybody can see. Um, but uh, you know, before we go, um, I like to do obviously again. I like to bring the nostalgia. I say it all the time. Uh, we talk about obviously. There's been a lot of great stories, memorable moments. Obviously, some people going to the stadium, some people going to the stadium in North America or wherever else. Um, give us some of your memorable moments. Obviously, if it could have been live, could have been watching on TV, wherever. James, the floor is yours. It seems to be a little bit of magic gets sparked, you know, towards the end of these podcasts, and you know, people go on about you know who they've met or not, and you know, I've it's been really good. So if you guys have missed any of the podcasts, and let's say you don't want to listen to all of the game recap, preview, post match, any of that. At least go to the ends, and uh, I might be making that like kind of a separate, you know, little segment that I cut every time uh, we do these podcasts, just so that people can hear the stories because they they've been pretty pretty spot on. So uh, the floor is yours, buddy. Okay, so I got a, a few uh, special special ones. Uh, the first one is uh, 2011. All right. Uh, Juve were doing a North American tour, and they actually came to Toronto. And nice. they played at, uh, at BMO Field. Uh, they were going to play sporting, so I had my tickets already. Uh, and what ended up happening, somehow, I, I guess it was on some email list, and I got an email that said, hey, practice is open. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and I went, oh. So I, I get this email, and uh, so at the time, my oldest daughter would have been eight nine months and my my wife's aunt's over and i'm like i'm like looking at my wife like get her up get her the fuck out of here and my <laughs> wife's like, what's going on so she soon she leaves i'm like get the kid 
we're going in the car, we're going downtown. <laughs> so we jump in the car, we end up at BMO. And at first the security wouldn't let us in, but uh, then oh, we no. did. Uh, somebody was somebody was there from the Toronto fan club and basically said, no, everybody can come in. And so we were able to get in and watch the practice. So this is the first time I actually got to watch a practice practice uh, yeah. for soccer. And uh, just seeing Conte, just bossing these guys around the field, stopping them every five minutes, not even five, every five seconds. Like, I remember him positioning uh, Videl. Uh, that was his first year. And I'm like, who's this guy? And the other guys are like, oh, that's this guy, yeah. Videl. And uh, as when the practice ends, uh, so we brought, uh, she was a baby, so we had her little her little kits, her yeah. uh, Buffon kit and her uh, Del Piero kit. And uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold the baby over the rail, so my wife took her. Yeah, and uh, so we got uh, so we got both shirts signed. So one shirt is signed by Buffon, awesome, and uh, and then I have another shirt that is signed by Buffon, uh, Del Piero, and that's the <laughs> Del Piero shirt. So on the Del Piero shirt, like he signed like on his on number, the number. On number one there, Buffon signed on the other side, and there was another name signed on it. Uh, so. You know, after I get home, I look at it and I see a three, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, okay." I thought it was Matri. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, a few months later, we're watching the game, and I said, "Oh, is that the guy who signed your shirt and the shirt?" And my wife's like, "No, I would have recognized him." She goes, and then Kalini pops up. She goes, "It was him." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so I have that that shirt. It's framed in my basement. That shirt was signed by the last three Juventus captains. So. Beautiful, That's a special man. one. Uh, what made that moment even more special was somebody was there filming it and uploaded it on YouTube. Oh, nice. Uh, so I actually have it on my pinned uh, tweet uh, on, the, on Twitter. And uh, about like eight minutes in, you actually see my wife hold the baby up. <laughs> And Gigi is signing her. Signing. <laughs> and like, he's signing her back and she's giggling. And yeah. uh, that, and like the crowd is all applauding, right? Uh, so that was just a fluke moment. Uh, That's the next awesome. day we went to go watch Juve. Uh, they played sporting. Then they actually lost that game. Meaningless friendly. Uh, started pouring. Like literally poured. Like my wallet. Like I everything. got home that day. My like everything. The, the money was wet. Uh, but I watched Del Piero score a goal live. He chipped the he chipped the keeper from outside of the box. Uh, so I went with my brother-in-law, and my brother-in-law is like, "You can die now." I'm like, "Yep, yep." Yeah, no, that's, uh, so that's uh, the, that that's was awesome. The second, man. yeah, that was the second time I saw him live. They came to Toronto uh, another year before. They played Fiorentina at Sky Dome. Uh, I got lucky a few years later. Uh, we went to Boston when they did the North American tour. Uh, okay. So I, I basically told my wife, here are the three dates. You pick a city. <laughs> uh, so it was new. she got to pick New York, Boston, or uh, Miami. For me, it was uh, Real Madrid, <laughs> uh, PSG, or Roma. So she picked Roma. Uh, okay. So we went to Boston. Uh, it was good. 
the the deal though was I, I couldn't go chasing them around the city, so I had to do the sightseeing <laughs> around Boston. And then the Sunday was we got on the they called it the Patriots train, and oh, okay. uh, we went to, we went out to Foxborough and watched uh, watched that game. It was a good game. That was uh, Bernardeski's first uh, match, first preseason. So he scored uh, he scored in the penalties. Uh, so that was a good uh, good moment there. And and uh, the last one. Uh, is I the last couple of years have been uh, very fortunate. I joined the local club here, the Toronto right. uh, Tor- uh, the Toronto Club, Juventus Toronto Club. Uh, I think they're uh, on Twitter. It's at uh, Club Juventio. Um, so I've been part of them for the last couple of years. They have um, uh, what do they call viewing parties. Right. And uh, uh, typically in the on the weekend, I, unless it's an afternoon game, I really can't go out there. I got the kids in the morning. Right. Uh, but if it's Champions League, I will. It's a big game. I take the day off and I'll go there. Uh, so this was the second leg against Athletical. Okay. Uh, I took that. It actually happened to be March break. Uh, so my third daughter, who's very into soccer, uh, she said, Daddy, I want to come. I said, all right. Oh, She's great. got her kid on. I got my kid on. We go and we watch that game. And, uh, I mean, we were maybe 40, 50 people in a bar above uh, above an indoor soccer field. <laughs> and this place, you would have thought we were in Torino. The clapping, <laughs> the cheering. Uh, Everyone was losing it. Yeah. I, and when that third one went in, like oh, I can imagine. First, like, how old would she have been? She would have been uh, four. Yeah. At first, she was like kind of a little timid, yeah. but by the end, she was like like really into it, <laughs> and uh, she's like jump, jumping on the table. Ronaldo got the third one, and then when the yeah. game ended, uh, we kind of there's like a group picture from that. And, and that group picture, like she's got her hands in the air, just going yeah. and just to, to to share that passion with, move, pass it on to the next generation. Uh, so that moment really hit me, uh, really hit me there. Yeah, that's awesome, James. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, again, like for like I've always said, I've never, uh, I've never liked you. I usually don't like watching games in in public just because of the. You know, I like to be in my own my zone, my my own mind. But uh, you know, I definitely know that feeling from obviously Azzurri watch parties. Uh, you know, just some of the places that open up here, obviously around the World Cup. So I definitely know exactly how you feel in, in a game where we've won, um, and just that explosive energy. And no, it's great to hear that you got to take your daughter because you know that's that's kind of the you know. That's what makes everything really special, you know. Obviously, there's the trophies and the players and and this and that, but you know, that's the real, you know, the connection, the uh, the 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 passion, the love for the shirt, and then being able to, you know, pass that down, obviously, to your daughter. And yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Um, but yeah, no, thankfully we came back in the game. It would have been horrible if we did. <laughs> that if was the first didn't. experience. And that was the first experience. But I mean, I'm sure she'll get used to those. But uh, like we all have uh, those types of moments where uh, we're kicking and screaming. But um, no, it's great to hear uh, 
that you got to experience that with your daughter and then obviously you know some of the mo- the other moments yeah no i wish i got to see w alive i really do um i definitely remember that game you're talking about uh against sporting uh i definitely looked at going but um you know i was a uh, I believe I was 18, just graduated uh, high school at that point. But, yeah, no, definitely was interesting to get out. And then finally I started traveling more. And that's why I kicked myself a little bit and be like, you know, I should have, you know, tried a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I was definitely lucky enough to watch him on TV. But uh, I definitely would have liked to have gotten and seen him live. That's that's pretty special. But thank you for coming on, James. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, no, the one I'm kicking myself for was, uh, was it last year or the year before where uh, they played the MLS All-Stars? Yeah. That would have been a, that would have been a good trip. I think it was in Atlanta, too. That would have been a good one. Yeah, I know. And, and it's close, too. But it's uh, the, t- the summer for me, it's, it's quite difficult because I'm uh, a lot of the time I'm construction season, right? So we're the most busiest during during the summer months so it's tough and then again to go back to torino it's expensive right we've been kind of kicking it on the beach for the past four or five years uh in the caribbean so uh, it's uh definitely uh definitely looking forward to everything going back and opening up again but uh yeah i definitely want to head back there as soon as i can um you know do like a meet up with uh all you guys and there's definitely been some talk, so uh, we'll see what how we'll see if we can make it happen. But yeah, James, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, thank you for doing the short notice. I know it's late there now, um, but uh, yeah, I really do appreciate it. We're gonna have you on. Definitely, there's lots of games, lots of previews, post matches coming up, and into obviously into next season, and lots of different content. I'm looking forward to push out. Uh, obviously, again, check them out. At you at Jimmy underscore Stallion, and obviously at Canadian. Say it again, Keto Dad. Yeah, so CDN underscore Keto underscore Dad. Beautiful. So yeah, check them out. Great content. Obviously, like I said, for nutrition diet, if you're looking into that. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, I know it's been a week. It's been it's felt weird. It's almost felt like a couple months I haven't done this so uh no definitely back at it we're definitely gonna have uh jake vinciguera on the next show um obviously guys keep it locked on juventinita dal twitter and instagram obviously juventinita back to black and white podcast on youtube itunes spotify podbean and again any uh you know retweet share subscribe all that helps me out you know get the word out obviously get new voices on the podcast and uh you know hear new stories about everybody uh, you know different passions stuff like that so and again i thank you guys for all the support and you know sticking with it and and and, and viewing on all the platforms um but you know as always uh fino alla fine forza juventus ciao guys